I was standing there in this life with like shambles all around me. And I was like, what is this mess I've made? And how do I get myself out of it? And how do I really get to this place where I truly want to be? Which I knew that I was on the cusp of, but it meant that I was going to have to let go of a lot of things that I had gotten myself into. You know, I say that because it's so important for us to know that when we're trying to really strategically and intentionally shape what our life looks like, you got to let go of things to be able to make it look like that. And I had to let go of really hard things to be able to get where I'm at now. Do you have busy mom syndrome? Do you get behind on laundry, fail to create a solid meal plan every week, or get stressed about catching up on cleaning? If so, this is the episode for you. If you're thinking about setting your 2022 goals right now, then tune in to hear Chelsea Joe. She is the host of Systemize Your Life, a top 50 podcast that teaches work from home moms how to succeed in home and business. She shows moms how to use systems to do their very best work in every area of life. Her mission is to change the culture of motherhood in the way that we take care of ourselves because every woman should believe in her path to success. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dea Anderson, and I'm motivated to explore insights and ideas from personal experience and the experience of others. I love exploring the concepts of personal growth and having the opportunity to live my values of connection, creativity, and contribution. This season, we'll explore the idea of intentional living with a focus on the four pillars of our lives self-care, relationships, work and business, and finances. Do you have a growth mindset focused on designing your life as you want it to be? When we explore ideas that challenge us to continuously learn and grow, anything is possible. Welcome to the My Kind Podcast. Chelsea Joe, welcome to the My Kind Podcast. How's your day? It's fantastic. I'm so excited to be here on the show with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So we're up in Canada in British Columbia and you are in Phoenix, Arizona, right? Yep. Yeah. One of the connected cities to the greater Phoenix area. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's still pretty warm here, which I love. Absolutely. You know what? It's so funny. I know when I found you, I thought, oh, Arizona. Uh, it has such a special place in my heart because my husband and I got married there. And um, actually, his parents used to live down in Tucson for years. And that's how we just discovered how beautiful it was down there. But the one of the last times pre-COVID that we were there, it actually, we were there for Christmas and it snowed on Boxing Day. How funny. <laughs> Believe it or not. I was like, there's no way. Yeah, no, it's snowing right now in Arizona. <laughs> it does. And actually, you know, it's so funny. The northern part of Arizona has the most um, pine trees of any other place in uh, the United States, which people don't think. But we have like the most incredible northern part of Arizona that gets tons of snow. I mean for a southern state it gets tons of snow right but yeah 
but down here in the valley it's scorching hot and every once in a while it'll snow like once every like four or five years and we stand outside and watch it melt <laughs> yeah it, it did melt very quickly i will say that but i was yeah. very shocked um because we were like let's go golfing and then we were gonna head down to uh you know karchner caverns mm -hmm. before? Yeah. yeah love it there we we're like we're gonna go down to karchner and then we're like hey, our car that we rented doesn't have snow tires so we mm -hmm. should probably just stay here oh yeah so I found you as uh, a fellow podcaster online on another show, and I thought you just did a really unbelievable job of translating information that is often very sciencey and very kind of drab and boring into really practical, real life tactics. So mm. I was super impressed, and I, I'm so glad that you we're willing to come on on my podcast and talk about that. And I'd really love to go back to the beginning for you and, and, and start back at where you, you realized how these tools and strategies could be of use in your life. Yeah. You know, I, my main focus is systems, but I didn't even know that that's what it was for a really long time. I had been a single mom for a little while uh, I was in a relationship for quite some time where I was like the main income earner. I'd been a sign language interpreter for, that was what I went to college for. And I had been doing that. And then I realized that I was soon going to find myself as a single mom and just kind of in a, in, in a broken space in my life for a while and, and wanted some kind of like creative outlet. And I, uh, started an event-based business with my mom. I started doing flowers for my friends and their events and their weddings. And then I wanted to style them and do all the decor. And then I wanted to manage them. And, you know, lo and behold, I ended up getting my own place and I had my daughter and, and I was trying to be an interpreter and I was trying to grow my event-based business. And I also really wanted to have a traditional lifestyle at the same time. And so I kind of got really back into my roots with my faith and, I uh, ended up meeting my now husband, who <laughs> we dated long distance, but we we dated in high school, and then he moved back home to Ohio. And so we met, just kind of reconnected through somehow the interwebs, and uh, he was in town one random day, and we met up for breakfast and haven't left each other's sight ever since. And so we kind of long distance dated throughout that process for a short time. And he moved down here and we got married relatively quickly. And uh, he's a firefighter and he also has his own real estate business. And then we had a baby and it was just like I was standing there in this life with like shambles all around me. And I was like, what is this mess I've made? And how do I get myself out of it? And how do I really get to this place where I truly want to be, which I knew that I was on the cusp of. But it meant that I was going to have to let go of a lot of things that I had gotten myself into. So I had to part ways with the business that I had started with my mom, which was gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, uh, and just a really hard transition because my daughter had grown up on my back literally doing that business with me. And she was six at the time when we decided to let it go. And she had been – I had started paying her legitimately. She was an incredible – right hand gal for us when we were at weddings, even at six years old. And I was really starting to be able to teach her things that I wanted her to see. And 
I had to stop and think really long and hard about what my first priorities were and what I wanted my life to look like. And, you know, I say that because it's so important for us to know that when we're trying to really strategically and intentionally shape what our life looks like, you got to let go of things to be able to make it look like that. And I had to let go of really hard things to be able to get where I'm at now. And through that process of getting to where I'm at now, I started creating systems and I didn't know that's what I was doing. I just was giving life to my family <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and, and then people started noticing like, how are you doing all of this? And, still look like you have it all together. And I'm like, doing all of what? Well, I had created massive efficiency in my home and that allowed me to have time to run a business. And so I looked much like a stay-at-home mom, but I was presenting myself through what I had started with a blog and then a podcast to teach other moms how to do these systems, right? And uh, life has just (laughs) gone like wildfire ever since. And that's really kind of what happened. I I wanted to make sure me and my husband could live intentionally with each other and truly be partners through raising children and paying bills and growing closer to each other instead of further apart. It was our main mission. And uh, it, it is a lot of work to do that while you're trying to nurse a baby and teach him how to sleep at night and get the other one off to school and cook for everyone and manage your inbox. Cause I'm still trying to hustle my career. And plus I have this passion project and show up behind a mic and there just was so many things, you know, and systems really helped me to be able to be successful with all of it. You know, I, I love that. And it, it makes me think about a few things. Number one, um, a lot of those systems and and processes and ideas come from, in a way, the business world, right? And so the old path used to be finish <laughs> finish call or finish high school, go to college. But running your home and running your life is also like running a business. You need yeah. you need to have systems and processes for things to function smoothly. <laughs> hmm. And no one teaches it. Anywhere. And no one, yeah. And so I think that's part of why coaching and online business and these groups that support each other with what people are trying to learn have done so well in the past 10, 15 years is because we're taking, you know, we're taking that knowledge and realizing that, okay, how do you make it effective for the mom or the mompreneur or like the blended family or all those things that really they they function like a business at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I wish that's my main mission is to change the culture of motherhood and not only the way that we take care of ourselves, but how we take care of each other. Because, you know, I, I wish that women could understand that, you know, we've always seen or heard or experienced hands being slapped whenever we put ourselves into leadership roles. And I just think that women have to really step into what it looks like to be a leader in the home and with the children and in any way that she feels called to show up. And for me, that's what it was about was, was taking what I knew I was good at in my home and figuring out 
how do I make all of these other people in this house that I am trying to shovel food to, that I'm trying to do laundry for, that I'm trying to provide a space of restoration and nourishment and peace and joy and and even reconciliation, right? Because life gets messy sometimes. How do I get all of them to understand that like we're in this together and we need to work together? And how do I step up and be a real leader in this to get them to move mountains with me so that our life can look the way that we want it to look. And I've always thought of it as like a general in the army where you've got all these people around that are, are there to do the same mission. But my husband does not understand what it takes to do all the things in a house. Like he just doesn't. And so for me to expect him to be on the same page with me when he doesn't think like that, he doesn't sleep, eat and breathe it like I do was just really nonsense. And that's where the headbutting comes in and, and all the, just the bitterness and the resentment. And I was like, all right, I need to do this differently. I'm going to do it differently. And so I started getting out like whiteboards and every weekend we'd sit down and I'd write all the things down and we'd erase the things and I'd cry and then we'd laugh and then we'd make fun of the process. And then, you know, <laughs> we went through the messy and we ended up finding beautiful systems that lo and behold work for so many other people too, which is such a blessing. But yeah, it really truly operates like a business if in any in any small part of your home can be seen like that from just the way you get food on the table to the way that all of the bills are paid and, and then mesh all of that together. It really should be looked at from a systematic approach, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I love that. And I'm so excited to talk about the, you know, the process. How I'm curious. I'm I'm what I'm hearing is you got to a point where it was stressful and you needed to bring everybody together to have a common goal of some sort to be able to have a house that you were all proud of and be able to have time to do the things you all wanted to do and less stress in your day to day. What did you do in the beginning to start that? process you mentioned whiteboards was there what did you cover like what did you talk about how did you enforce (laughs) (laughs) what you wanted to achieve (laughs) yeah you know oddly enough I think my mom always says I was born asking the question why why you know I'm so like analytical of everything I want to figure out why behind all of it and you know I watched my parents kind of drift apart from one another as they raised kids and figured out how to pay bills. And I, uh, saw the potential for that in, in my marriage very quickly, even though I was completely and utterly enamored by my husband, it just is what life does to you when you're not doing life, when life is actually doing you, (laughs) it's just what happens, you know? Um, and so, I I could see that we were having some really good moments and then I could see that we weren't and I could see that those moments that weren't great were derailing us. It was like these great moments would get us a little bit closer and I'd have this glimmer of enthusiasm and hope for what could be. And then I would just be sucked way back in after, you know, somebody got to school late and this was forgotten here. And now we're eating drive through for the third night in a row. And my husband and I have just had an argument or, you know, we haven't really connected in weeks and weeks and weeks. And it's just, 
I can't find clean diapers. We cloth diapered. I couldn't find a clean diaper. And oh my goodness, somebody's got to run to the store. And like, it just was that all the time. And so then there were other times where it was working great. And I'm like, we need to work great 98% of the time or do everything that we can 100% of the time to work well. And then we'll improvise, adapt, and overcome when things out of our control happen. And so that's what it started with. It started with me asking my husband, this week was crummy. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Please, for the love of all things, tell me, what do you need to have happen in your week every single week in order for you to function at, and then I would point back to the level where I had seen him function in his greatest moments. And I would ask him, what made you so positive? What made you want to pitch in and help around the house? What made you love those moments sitting on the floor with your kids? What made you excited to help me wash out cloth diapers? Because that's like as mundane as it gets, right? And it's my belief that life is lived in the mundane and I wanted to know what was it. And he was like, I got to go to the gym five times a week. I'm like, it's cool. Check, write that down. What else do you need? And I just had him just spit at me like, what do you need? What do you need to make that happen? And then I was like, it's my turn. (laughs) Let me tell you what (laughs) I need. And then we figured out, yeah, we figured out how to make that happen on a weekly basis. And that's a system that I call our fundamental needs. He coined it the grade eight. We have eight of them that we get on the calendar every single week. And we've been living in that for years now. And it's, it's beautiful. Oh, you know, uh, it's, it's interesting that you say the mundane because my sister, uh, you'll probably hear a podcast coming out within the next month or so with her as well, but she calls it finding the meaning in the mundane and, it, it always comes back to you, you you can't, you know, delete those things from your life unless maybe you're super rich and you can pay someone to do your laundry and um, <laughs> everything else that you don't want to do. But realistically, you do have a lot of it to do anyways. So I love that you brought that back down to the fundamentals that each person needs to. I'm assuming what you were we were saying too, is like the, the, the fundamental needs of what each person needs to feel happy or present. Yeah. It's, it's those core needs that everybody has. A lot of people call, call it self-care, which, you know, self-care wasn't a term that was around 20 years ago. I mean, it just wasn't. And it's because of the dire need that people have, especially women you don't hear men walking around saying, I need a self-care day. And it's because mm-hmm. they don't they don't culturally accept and live into all of the beliefs that women typically do. And that's why I think a system like the fundamental needs system that we've created in our home is so unbelievably important. And it's to really Stop putting off those fundamental things that you need in your life in order to be whole. In order to show up and do your very best work in every area of your life, you have to have your foundation set. You can't you can't quite possibly be everything that you want to be to your children, to your husband, to your home, to your job, to your neighbors, to your community, if you're lacking in any way. 
it's just not possible. When you have voids inside of you, it's all really in vain. You're going to go seeking out all of this stuff in ways that are really gratifying to yourself or that are self-sabotaging. And so what we try and do in our home and what I try and teach is for people to focus on what their core needs are and prioritize them, put them on your calendar first, truly. Like that's what we do is we make sure that before we say yes to our friends want to take us somewhere and like our parents want to take our kids somewhere or we want to go fly by the seat of our pants and have fun. We even have to hold ourselves accountable or we want to sit, we want to veg and we want to watch Netflix. Magnolia Network has my heart in the palm of its hand and I would sit and binge that all day long. (laughs) But the truth of the matter is, is that does not help me feel good about my body and help me carry my four-year-old around and help me bring groceries in and out. Like I need to get to bed so I can get up and I can hit the gym in the morning. Like that's what's meaningful to me. And that's where you start to really have that intentionality is when you actually know what are your fundamental needs and how to get them in your life every week. Let's take a quick break. I just want to take a minute to ask for your feedback for this podcast. You can send me your thoughts in a number of ways. Go to the website, www.mykind.ca and click the contact form, or you can send an email to info at mykind.ca. Or if you're a fan of voice messages, you can do that now too. Just go to anchor.fm slash mykind slash message. You can do this right from your phone or tablet and record a message that will come straight to me. We are currently looking for questions you have about what it means to live with intention, how to have a life that feels purposeful, and any other topics you'd like to see on our episodes. I would love to hear from you one of these ways. Thanks so much. Let's get back into it. having a sense of peace and calm inside the home, a space for myself in the home, and, um, you know, just a sense of orderliness. And there's something about that I'm starting to recognize. And I think that that's so wonderful that you and your husband have done that. And is it just like a weekly touch base kind of thing? No. So every Sunday, well, one of our fundamental needs is what we call the Sunday sit down or the, or the, the weekend powwow, whichever one you want to go. Some people can't do it on Sundays, but we call it a Sunday sit down. Um, And that's where we sit down and we do our calendar together. So we have a shared Google calendar um, so that he is fully informed on what's going on whenever he's away and he's at work. He can see what's going on on my end. I can see what's going on on his end, et cetera. Um, And that's where we put our fundamental needs into the calendar and we sit down and we look at it. And for a lot of people, you can do your fundamental needs on the same day, every single day of the week. But the other reason why we really crafted this was because our schedule was so unbelievably inconsistent. He's a firefighter. And so he's on rotation. He never works the same schedule. Like he's never 
always home on a Monday or always home on a Tuesday. So setting up date night on Friday night this week is really cool. But next week he's on shift. So we got to find a different night for date night. And that's why that was the consistency that we needed and we craved. And that's truly like the root of, of where our conflict was coming from when we first got married was trying to figure out when are we going to do all these things when everyone's coming and going at different times. There's zero, literally zero consistency. And so now we sit down every Sunday and we say, okay, when one of our fundamental needs is family fun. Now, my husband and I have the exact same set of fundamental needs. They're labeled the same way. One of our fundamental needs is personal time. He chooses to do what he wants. That would be like your husband going and working in the shop and you having your little, your peace patio, right? Where you yeah. go and you sit. <laughs> so, meditation zone. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, and that's what we do is we sit down and we figure that out. He wants to be in the gym way more often than I want to be in the gym. So he'll put it in more times in the week than I will. Um, and then we also have a to-do block. So two hours a week, we literally put on the calendar to-dos. And this was because he was like, really, to be quite frank in all respectfulness, but you know how our spouses are. He was just annoying the crumb out of me <laughs> because he was constantly like, I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. And did you do that thing yet? Did you do that thing yet? Did you do that thing yet? And I'm like, what is happening? Like, how do you have... <laughs> a to-do list that is multiplying faster than anything I've ever seen in my life. Like what are you, and I just realized, and it is, we've done some personality tests to figure out what our strengths are. And his, one of his strengths is that he's an achiever. He loves to put checks down on paper. And so it makes him feel good to create a list and check things off. And so I was like, <laughs> in order for me to support that, we got to have a fundamental need. You need it and I've got to prioritize it for you or I'm never going to do it and you're constantly going to be disappointed with me and I don't want that. So now we put that on the list two hours a week and we sit down and I say, hey, is there anything that you need from me this week? I'm going to put it in this to-do block and he knows I'm not going to do it before then and he's not going to ask me, did you get that thing done yet? Because I'm going to tell him my to-do block is on Wednesday and I'm going to do it then <laughs> and I put it in the notes <laughs> section and that was just something that I saw that we really, really needed. And it's also helped me instead of pushing those things to the back burner because I don't really care about them to actually get them done. Yes, I'm going to have to go to the post office and pick up that thing that they left a note for on the doorstep. Even though I would rather leave it there for 12 months, I'm going to go get it. And that's when I'm going to go get it. So, right. Yeah. That's so kind of the process. Your, when you do that, is it? digital mm -hmm. um, plan that you use yeah. or a paper plan digital it's it's a it's a an electronic calendar so um, we use the interface on our iPhone and our our Gmail is connected to that so it's technically a Google calendar when I right. pull up and go to okay. gmail.com it's in there and yeah and it ha there's so many awesome sharing settings on there um, so underneath that email, he can see what I put in there and it just pops up on his phone under mom's calendar. And then I see his as dad's calendar, like the things that mom's doing, the things that dad's doing. I think they're actually called Chelsea and Blaine since that's what we are to each other, but we have little kids. So we're mom and dad all the time now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's, uh, that's kind of the process. It's totally electronic. Yeah. But then the actual conversation. So 
how long does that take you on the time where you sit down and do that? <laughs> or I'm, I'm assuming that's an iterative answer because it probably took longer at the beginning and last time. Yeah, now. 100%. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it took us a while in the beginning. Uh, but now we have these things in our calendar. They're static. So they're always there. And what happens is like for a family that doesn't have a, a rotating schedule like us, you would sit down and you'd look at this season that you're in and say right now in this season, we don't have any babysitters, but I do know that we typically can get our little one to bed pretty early on insert whatever night that is. Right. And so that's yeah. going to be our date night after kids go to bed and you're just going to put it in the calendar and it's going to repeat. And definitely. So say every Thursday night is when you plan to have date night, you're going to put it in there in the notes section. You're going to put down some ideas on what you want to do for date night that week. And then every single week you have all of your fundamental needs just living in your electronic calendar as an event indefinitely. And so Blaine and I on the weekends, we sit down and we say, hey, it says date night on Friday night, but you have to work this Friday night. When do you want to move it to? We just open it up. We hit edit. We move it to Thursday because he has Thursday off and we're done. And so we just move things around like that. And it takes us like 20 minutes, maybe Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. And so of course that probably isn't all of your planning because you, you have to plan meals and you have to plan all the mm -hmm. rest of life too. But that's like, is that, would that be step one where you would suggest people start for, and then everything else should follow after that? Yeah. Cause here's the thing. One of my fundamental needs is meal planning. And so I have it on the calendar every single week that I'm going to do my meal planning. And I've plugged in about two to three hours because that includes grocery shopping. I plan the meals. I shop for the meals. I prep the meals. And I get the kitchen all put back together in two to three hours max because I have a system for it. Um, it's my menu board meal planning system. And it makes it super, super easy and straightforward. And so that's one of our fundamental needs. I never have to think about. And that's the, that is like the beauty of it. Because if you just start with your fundamental needs, everything you need to get done in your life truly to have an amazing week is, is done. The time is set aside for it and you don't ever have to think about it ever again. And I, I can imagine so many people right now going back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do I do that? You know, how did you start documenting these things and creating systems? Like what, what led you from thinking about it and doing it to putting it down on paper or digitally and, and really like making it into a system? Well, you know, it was that moment of like, I just had a, a serious tenacity for growing and for getting better. And I didn't want to be stuck. I knew that my husband and I had incredible potential in our life and I wanted us to reach that. And so that's, wasn't in, in, an internal motivator for me. But then once I saw that I really wanted to be successful at what I was doing just in my own life, I was like, wow, this is really giving me opportunity. I'm getting so much time back. Let's just put it as it is. I just started getting a lot of time back in my life because everything that I had to do was getting really efficient. And I was just wringing everything out of that rag, like everything. And so if you wring out 12 rags that have a little bit of water in them in a bucket, you get a bucket full of water. And I was like, whoa, I can do a lot of watering with this bucket of water. And that's what 
made me want to continue to systemize. And I, I just, I wanted to grow. And so that's what I did really. And then I started incorporating it. I started a podcast about it and now it just lights mm -hmm. me up because I see it helping so many people. And it really is what I feel like I've been called to do with my life. So, um, you know, I have that extra feather in my cap there because it's what I do for work now, but, uh, it just, it helps. It helps a lot. Yeah. And so were, was your family the experiment? In yeah, the we've been too? the guinea pigs for every system, <laughs> for all of them. And it's just by the nature of it. My poor husband, you know, that's really the fallout for him is it's like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, we're going to do this thing. Do you care? You know, oh, hey, can we try this thing? Hey, I was thinking about this thing. And it was, you know, we'd start doing it. And, you know, I don't know if you know much about the Enneagram, which I I like knowing different things about personality traits, but I don't give a whole lot to it because, you know, I don't, I believe that people can grow into and out of anything that they want to, but I've been deemed as a perfectionist all my life, a one on the Enneagram. And, mm -hmm. you know, I like things to be done a very specific way. And so systems just come really naturally to me. Like when, when I go to Trader Joe's, they let you bag and I love to bag because I want to make sure that there's like no dead space in my grocery bag at all. Bag. <laughs> like I, I, same with the dishwasher, like those things like just could get under my skin. And so I've had to learn over the years that, you know, our best parts of our personality can also be the worst parts of our personality if we, if we let them. And that's definitely my kryptonite is, you know, wanting everything to be so systemized that I don't give people a place to live in their own home. And that's been the trial and error, right? That's been me right. putting systems in place and saying, oh, well, that doesn't work very well. <laughs> Let's, let's do that a little differently, you know, uh, and, uh, and yeah. even with my kids, not just my husband, but my kids too, giving them space to grow. You know, I've, I've probably done, I've done the Enneagram. I think I'm a three, um, mm -hmm. if I recall. And then, uh, I've done so many over the years, like the disc and the, um, yeah. what's the one where you're the four letters, which one is that called again? That's, I think the Myers-Briggs. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Myers Briggs. And then I've done one that I love, which is the um the strengths finder. Yeah, my husband and I did that one. Yeah, I really like that one. But that one's given me a lot of insight over the years. I think I've done it three times over the course of about fifteen years. Um, interspaced and only it's interesting because my like my first and my second have switched spots a couple times which is back and forth and then my fourth and my fifth has switched spots mm. as well but they've always stayed the same and I thought you know it's interesting to learn that but out of out of doing that one test for for a number of times and then reflecting on it I've also come to the same realization as you which is every strength has a flip side so yeah. each one has like so many things that you could perceive to be beneficial to you and then the other side of them are some way that you may be sabotaging yourself by utilizing that like as a as a tool i think it's really interesting when you start to see trends between all of them too that tell you like an overall yes this is this is generally how you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so when you are working with your clients how do you approach working with the people that you work with yeah, you know, I have, uh, I did some some client work in the very beginning, um, but then I very quickly realized that 
I, I wanted to have a program that was self-paced for people to be able to go through. And so what I do now is, um, I developed that program in its entirety and it's a four tier program where people go through their, their fundamentals and productivity in general. And then they go through, um, everything in their business to get systems there. And then they go through their home and then their marriage. And so it ends up giving them kind of like this whole look at how to put systems in every area of their life, uh, which is why it's called the systemize your life Academy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) and we, we do group coaching in there. And so once a week we pop on Um, just a zoom call and everyone talks about where they're at, what systems they're working on, what questions they have, how to tailor a system to the uniqueness of their home, because, you know, the system is the system, but knowing how to take it and adapt it into their home is really where my one-on-one work comes into play is just giving them the confidence to say, Hey, there's this system that I want to try. I'm not entirely certain how I'm going to use it or what it's going to do for us, but here's a couple things that I'm going to try for the next couple weeks. You know, would you mind supporting me and how to talk to their family about it, how to talk to their husband and their kids and how to incorporate little kids and how to do systems when you have infants and babies that are changing every three months. It's just it's that helping them know how to put systems in their life in every season of life that they're in. That's, that's beautiful. So do you pair people up who are experiencing the same uh, phases of life or is everyone in one group together? Everybody goes through the course on their own. And so they can go through it at their own pace. And I have it now to where it's just, open doors. Whenever somebody feels like they're ready to come in, they can come in. I did used to have it where everyone would come in as a group. We'd go through it for 12 weeks. Um, and then they would be on their own, right. And they could still go come back and go through it. But I've really enjoyed the process so much more of letting people come in whenever they want. And what I've developed is what we call focus groups. So they're completely peer led groups that allow people to connect with other individuals so that they have that accountability person without me being involved. We provide so much accountability in our program because, you know, I don't want anybody to fall through the cracks. If they want to get away and they want to escape, they can. But we do a lot of follow-up because the truth of the matter is changing the culture of your home, of your motherhood, of your life and putting systems in place, it's a it's true adaptation, right? It's not just, Hey, I'm going to learn this system and it's going to fix everything. You have to, you have to do an overhaul and it takes work to live with intention. It takes a lot of thought and discipline. And so we work on that a lot. And inside of the focus groups, they get to hook up with either women that are a little bit further along so that they can be mentored by them or people that are doing the exact same. They just came in a week away from each other and they're both working through the same modules and those groups are there for them and and they're completely peer led and they get to use them however they want. That's so exciting. Um, We'll definitely link into where people can find you at the end of the podcast. Uh, But before we do that, I'm wondering personally for you, what are some of the biggest 
benefits to you in your life since you started to use systems to live with intention? Uh, I definitely would say the biggest, like, and it's probably everything else falls underneath the umbrella of this is, is being able to have success. I mean, I'm actually doing now with my life what I envisioned it to look like, you know, like I, and I don't have any doubt now that I'll continue to grow into the person that I'm supposed to be in a year from now and five years from now, because I'm, I'm doing the things that are foundational and I'm not frivolous with my time. I really do have intention and purpose behind nearly all the things that I do. And I carve out time to just be, to just watch Joanna Gaines on TV, like (laughs) to not have to think. And I crave moments like that. But at the end of the day, I can confidently say now that I'm, I'm doing what I want to be doing every single day. And to me, that's a life well lived. And I think everybody really wants a piece of that. Absolutely. It's, it's almost like you have to backtrack right to the beginning of your thinking as you, as you mentioned, that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, it takes some deep, some deep thought work for a while, you know, when that's like the first homework we have people do when they come through our program is I make them get into the weeds. And even, you know, to, to establish your fundamental needs, which we had talked about, we, I have a free workbook on my website that takes you through some deep thought work to figure out your fundamental needs. It's a workbook that you download and it asks you extremely thought provoking questions about where you're at from encouraged to discouraged or somewhere in between with like the core principles of who you are as a person. And that's not easy for a lot of people. It brings up a lot of stuff because we're so good at just stuffing things and living every day for other people and putting a happy face on and then suffering the consequences for it, either in our mental health or our physical health or emotional, spiritual health, it all pays a price. So yeah, it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of work for, for me, especially coming. I'm, I'm so far removed from the inception of, you know, this whole thing now. And I'm just so grateful that I did the work when I did. And, you know, for everyone that's listening you know, just don't wait another day. Just start right now. It doesn't matter how old you are, or how long it's been, or how far away you feel, or how removed you you think you might be from where you want to be. Tomorrow's just one day more. You know, so you just start right now and you do the best that you can. It's completely free for you to sit down and have this two hour conversation with yourself to figure this out. What's it going to hurt? You know, just start there. Yes. If you are listening to this right now, go online and do it. And where do they go online right now while they're thinking about it? (laughs) ChelseaJoe.co, C-H-E-L-S-I-J-O.co. And there's a little button that says free at the top. And it has, it has my fundamental needs workbook in there. Uh, Because, you know, you can you can take what you want from the podcast episode, but the cool thing is, is that you don't have to throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. This system is successful for thousands of people at this point. It's a it's a beautiful thing. It changes 
so many people's lives from something that seems so simple, <laughs> but mm -hmm. it's really effective. Yeah, it seems so simple that it's almost like, we'll just skip that and start doing stuff. But really, no, that is that is right. The, the start at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the answer <laughs> is but really, no, don't skip it. <laughs> Do that part first. Because it's what energizes you. It's what gives life to everything else that you want to do. Well, I will also add that link into the podcast notes. And then just on our way out, I'd love to know a few things that might help us give some, just a little insight into you and your life. In terms of how you started looking at success and defining it, what did you, what did you define success as for yourself when you started to go back? you know, and look at the fundamental needs. What, what did that mean for you? You know, I am very, very anchored in my faith. Um, and for me, it was making sure that I could show up in my life as it had already been designed for me. I wanted to make sure that my decisions were aligning with what my purpose was and what I was created for. And so to me, that was the definition of success. And I had been so horribly disappointed in where I had brought myself up to that point that even if it was just as simple as I'm going to eat clean food every week, I'm going to get to the gym and take care of my body. I'm going to prioritize not having my phone in front of my face and my kids are around. I'm really going to show up as the whole person that I was created to be because I did not do that all the way up until I was 30, you know, like my 20s were not a representation of that. So I'm just mm -hmm. going to start right now. I'm really, really going to do that. If I could just do that, that would mean everything to me. And then let's be real. I dreamed to have a profitable online business. And I just felt like that was never going to happen unless I made sure that I prioritized the real fundamentals of what my life was supposed to look like. And then that would just be the icing on top. And I knew it was going to take a lot of discipline. <laughs> and so that's what my focus was and has been. And to me, I think a, a disciplined life is a successful one. It just goes hand in hand. Um, and so that's what it looked like for me. That's beautiful. And it, it's so far, that's what's happened for you. Yeah. So congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> A lot of work. <laughs> A lot of work. Um, but then the reward, the reward mm -hmm. comes from the work. Mm -hmm. Do you have any favorite quotes or scripture or <laughs> mantra or something that kind of lives on your wall or that um, helps give you focus? You know, my favorite quote of all my life, my whole life, and still when anybody asks me that, it's always the one that comes to mind is from Helen Keller. Uh, and she said, keep your face to the sunshine and you won't see the shadows. Mm. And it's just been, it's, it, it holds true every time, you know. Absolutely. That's funny. I have not heard that quote in a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. I think actually since I was a kid and, and read about Helen Keller. Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting. I'm so glad we connected through the 
podcast world. Um, <laughs> I know. And now I'm obsessively listening to all of your podcasts. So if you, <laughs> I know a lot of our listeners are also podcast cast listeners. So I maybe you can tell them where to find you on your podcast and on your website. And um, then we can, yeah, we can leave it there for the day. Yeah. Well, it's been a great conversation. I appreciate being here with you. And, and it's funny how the internet connects people, you know, from so far away. It's just such a beautiful thing to me. Um, and so if you're listening and you want to get connected with me, you can pop your earbuds in and listen to the Systemize Your Life podcast. Uh, we also have an incredible Facebook group that is just so fun and has a lot of built-in education and accountability in it. And that too is the Systemize Your Life Facebook group. If you just type in Systemize Your Life somewhere on the internet, you'll find me. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, we, I'm, I'm so excited for our people to find you. That's, that's the other great thing is that I found you. You're in Arizona. We're in British Columbia. But you know what? None of this has to be, we don't have to be face-to-face to make this happen, to have this conversation, right. to have an impact with each other, and to have these groups that connect together. So... Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. It's time for the takeaways from today's podcast. Takeaway number one. Organize and systemize to become the leader of your life. Chelsea describes having to let go of a lot of things in order to be who she is. She pulled focus, took a look at her life, and purged the things that were not serving her, and focused on learning how to do the things that would serve her better. Creating systems was how she became super productive. You have to be a leader in your own home. I love the way she describes the question, are you doing life or is life doing you? Takeaway number two, improvise and adapt when things are out of your control. This is the key. Improvising and adapting, working without a plan or without a script, shouldn't be the everyday, day-to-day mode that you live in. It's always going to happen, but it should be easier to deal with if it's not something that's happening to you day in and day out. Takeaway number three. I love her question. What do you need to happen in your week to function and live out your greatest moments? To do your best work, and to show up in the moment. That's part of her conversation with her husband every week. She calls it the fundamental needs. They have eight fundamental needs. Her advice is to focus on what your core needs are and prioritize them. What are yours? Family fun, personal time, exercise. She even has a two hour to-do block in the week so that she knows when she's gonna work on that to-do list. You can download the Fundamental Needs Workbook from her website, and you can find the link in our show notes today. Takeaway number four, time blocking. If you set aside time for the most important things you need to do, then you don't have to think about it again. So this is the result of doing your fundamental needs every week. If you have planned it out in your calendar, you know when you're going to do it, you're less likely to be caught off guard or get caught up in emergencies that seem to take away all of your time. Takeaway number five, it takes work to live with intention. As Chelsea says, life is lived in the mundane. As my sister says, 
finding meaning in the mundane. Chelsea also says, it takes work to overhaul motherhood, marriage, and life. But it doesn't all have to be boring. It's just as important to carve out time to just be. Your form of intentional rest, the way that you recharge. This is completely different from rest that is just disguised procrastination. It functions differently and it feels completely different. Another way to focus on living with intention is to realize how the best parts of your personality can also be weaknesses. Take a look at some of your strengths. Are you a perfectionist? Are you an achiever? Are you good at starting things but not finishing? Are you competitive? Each one of these advantages also has a weakness side that can affect you negatively. Take a look at how you can eliminate this in your routines. As Chelsea says, don't wait another day. A disciplined life is a successful life. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week just before the new year starts. Thank you for listening and I hope that this podcast helped uh, give you some ideas or some strategies to help you with your goal of intentional living. And if you have the opportunity to give us a review and a rating on iTunes or the platform you're listening on, that would be wonderful. If you'd like to ask a question or suggest a topic, please send us a message on Instagram at mykindofbusiness or on our website at www.mykind.ca. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Hi, I'm Dea Anderson, and I'm motivated to explore insights and ideas from personal experience and the experience of others. I love exploring the concept of personal growth and having the opportunity to live my values of connection, creativity, and contribution. This season, we'll explore the idea of intentional living with a focus on the four pillars of our lives, self-care, relationships, work and business, and finances. Do you have a growth mindset focused on designing your life as you want it to be? When we explore ideas that challenge us to continuously learn and grow, anything is possible. Welcome to the My Kind Podcast. Hi, I'm Dea Anderson and I'm motivated to explore insights and ideas from personal experience and the experience of others. I love exploring the concept of personal growth and having the opportunity to live my values of connection, creativity, and contribution. This season, we'll explore the idea of intentional living with a focus on the four pillars of our lives, self-care, relationships, work and business, and finances. Do you have a growth mindset focused on designing your life as you want it to be? When we explore ideas that challenge us to continuously learn and grow, anything is possible. Welcome to the My Kind Podcast. Hi, I'm Dea Anderson. 
and I'm motivated to explore insights and ideas from personal experience and the experience of others. I love exploring the concept of personal growth and having the opportunity to live my values of connection, creativity, and contribution. This season, we'll explore the idea of intentional living with a focus on the four pillars of our lives, self-care, relationships, work and business, and finances. Do you have a growth mindset focused on designing your life as you want it to be? When we explore ideas that challenge us to continuously learn and grow, anything is possible. Welcome to the My Kind Podcast. Hi, I'm Daya Anderson, and I'm motivated to explore insights and ideas from personal experience and the experience of others. I love exploring the concept of personal growth and having the opportunity to live my values of connection, creativity, and contribution. This season, we'll explore the idea of intentional living with a focus on the four pillars of our lives, self-care, relationships, work and business, and finances. Do you have a growth mindset focused on designing your life as you want it to be? When we explore ideas that challenge us to continuously learn and grow, anything is possible. Welcome to the My Kind Podcast. Hi, I'm Daya Anderson, and I'm motivated to explore insights and ideas from personal experience and the experience of others. I love exploring the concept of personal growth and having the opportunity to live my values of connection, creativity, and contribution. This season, we'll explore the idea of intentional living with a focus on the four pillars of our lives, self-care, relationships, work and business, and finances. Do you have a growth mindset focused on designing your life as you want it to be? When we explore ideas that challenge us to continuously learn and grow, anything is possible. Welcome to the My Kind Podcast.